Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Chiefs Draft Special, brought to you by Window World, the official window of the Kansas City Chiefs. Jay Binkley, Dusty Likens. By the way, the Senior Bowl tweeted this out earlier. 106 players drafted. 82% of Senior Bowl players picked. 45 in the first three rounds. 40% of the NFL draft were Senior Bowl participants. That's how important that is. Let's go to the phone lines real quick at 913-576-7610. There's a lot of questions on the text line, including this from the 913. Don't forget Sky was a running back and a quarterback Andy's playbook is going to be wide open this year, 100%. Used to be a quarterback. He can't throw the ball. I had his coach on this weekend, Tim Lester, and said, I should have called that. But Andy Reid will call that. That's for certain because he can throw the football. Let's go to Reggie in Anaheim. What's up, Reg? Man, so uh, this 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 has probably been my favorite draft in, in recent memory. Um, I can't remember the last time where I, I feel like we really gotten a lot of value and we've gotten exactly what we need for exactly what we're coming up against in the season. And then the cherry on top was Justin Ross out of Clemson. And if you had told me two years ago that Justin Ross uh, would be a Kansas city chief and he, and we wouldn't have to spend a first round pick to get him in camp. Like I, I would look just like you were crazy, but um, I'm actually more excited about Justin Ross than I even am about about Sky Moore because obviously his his medicals is the reason why he fell. But man, if his medicals do uh, pan out, he actually is healthy and he gets in this system. Sky Moore, I mean no, not Sky Moore, Justin Ross might actually be the steal of the draft because he's in a first round talent. How many times, Bink, do you get a first round talent undrafted? in the camp. And these are the types of guys that you get steals on. And people say, well, this isn't fair. The Chiefs got Sky Moore. They got Justin Ross. They got all these guys. But this is how you get it. So I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, on Justin Ross. Are you are you really that sold on Justin Ross? Uh, you, you worried about the medicals at all? You worried about the 4.68 speed or 4.64 speed when he ran it twice? I mean, those are the reasons he slipped. But I, I see so much, you know, love for undrafted free agents. Don't forget about Jerry Ely, the running back at Old Miss. Dude had a great career at Ole Miss. That's certainly somebody uh, to consider. So he's coming in here as an undrafted free agent. Again, I like what they're doing. And this has been Brett Veach's uh, calling card. He's been good at this. Darrell Williams, Brett Veach, undrafted free agent out of LSU. Byron Pringle, undrafted free agent. Turk Wharton. It's good just grabbing guys that, uh, grabbing guys that uh, undrafted free agents. And having three, and was going to be four, but he traded one of them. Seventh-round picks, you throw a dart at it. It's like he brought in Mike Rose, the linebacker from Iowa State. 
Thought there was a chance I even mocked him going to the seventh round. The Chiefs, they didn't have to do that. They didn't have to throw a pick at him. They got him as an undrafted free agent. Let's go to Caleb. What's up, Caleb? Caleb. Buffalo, Kansas. What's up, Caleb? Gone. Eh, too bad. I was going to listen to that. I will say his question was, he's really high on Ross, and is he? Everybody is. is. Can can you be too high on that guy? Everybody's high on uh, on Ross. And, hey, he was a guy a lot of people wanted the Chiefs to draft early on in the draft. But, you know, why did he fall? That's the question. Why did he fall? Basically, one of these. Clemson, uh, according to Jordan Schultz, that's covering all over the Justin Ross deal, Ross led the ACC in receiving as a freshman in 2018, ranked fifth nationally, 21.7 yards per catch, which is absolutely ridiculous, some of uh, his numbers there. But he had a congenital fusion in his spine, stress factor in his left foot, and then COVID. So I don't know what the effects were on him exactly, but you know a lot of teams look at these medicals. Now, it doesn't mean he can't be a great player. Doesn't mean he can't work out to be a great undrafted free agent for the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, I'm pulling for the guy. The guy was a tremendous, tremendous athlete to watch at Clemson University. Let's go to Steven in Overland Park. What's up, Steven? Hey, what's up, man? Um, okay, I know we're all Chiefs fans thinking we see through the uh, red and gold beer goggles sometimes, but if you look at the roster, I think we had a great draft, but this roster is starting to look a lot like how the Brady Patriots and the Manning Colts rosters were looking. I don't think – I think next year is solely on Patrick Mahomes. Brady and Manning made average players into great players. And when I look at the roster right now, I see a lot of average good players. I don't see any unique special talent. I see a middle-of-the-pack defense next year, and I see a lot of good average skill players around Mahomes. So I think that, you know, the draft is great. But next year is on Patrick. He has to take that next step to become what Brady and Manning did, you know, turning guys like Edelman and, and Amendola and, and Brandon Stokely into household names because – Except, except Stephen, we, we me stop you real quick. There were two guys there named Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison. Those are okay. pretty big receivers for Peyton Manning. Pretty big receivers for Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning's tight end. What's that? They had Dallas Clark for about yeah. seven years. Yeah, Dallas Clark as well. But and Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison. Yes, he takes a guy like Stokely, took a guy like Jacob Tammy, made him good. You know, Tom Brady, yeah, he, he never won a ring with him, but he had Randy Moss, one of the best receivers ever in the history of the game, Wes Welker. But I will say, as far as winning Super Bowls, he did it with the Troy Browns and the Dion Branches. But those guys aren't Hall of Famers. Those guys were good, average players. Randy I'm Moss is a Hall of Famer. And I know he had the best year of his career with him. Tyreek's a Hall of Famer. Now Tyreek is gone. So, I mean, I don't see the uniqueness like you guys see or special talent on offense. I think we have, like, the worst running back group in the conference. And our receivers are average. Like, this is on Patrick next year. I don't care about anybody else on this squad. He has to elevate everybody. They're going to key on Travis Kelsey every game. Travis is not going to go out and drop 130 yards, 140 yards every game anymore. Because he, he doesn't have anybody around that also demands another double team. Patrick has to make guys like 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 a Chris Horn, you know, that Brady did. He's got to make Juju Smith-Schuster. He just can't go out and drop 700, 800 yards next year. Juju can't. Juju's got to be 1,300, 1,400, and he has to be. I, I just don't I just don't see where 
if, if you take the quarterback and the tight end off this team and you compare this roster with other rosters in the AFC, this is not a great roster. I just don't see it. Where do you guys what am I what am I missing that you guys are seeing? Well, you I mean last year you look at the Chiefs and so you want to do this first or do you want me to do this? Uh, first? Last year people were critical on the Chiefs offense. They averaged more points per drive than any team in the National Football League. So that means every time they got the ball, they were scoring more points on average than any team in the National Football League. Tyreek Hill had to change and be a different receiver. Mm-hmm. They've got a bunch of those right now. And MBS got 4-3-7 speed. He can stretch the defense. Juju's going to catch his stuff across the middle. That stuff will help the cover, too. That'll help Travis Kelsey, I think, who's averaged 99 catches his last four years. And up until last year, actually used to have more receptions than Tyreek Hill each and every year. This offense is going to be a little bit different in a, in a good way. It's going to be a deep offense. I think the one we can get to with that last caller and, and how he's reaching out for what he's saying that we see that maybe he doesn't. And the fact is, the first question he, we have to address, the fact that he said, if you take away the quarterback and the tight end on this team, this team is, a, is, is not a good roster. Well, you, you here's what I hate away. to do. Here's what I hate to tell you. You can't do that. You can't take away Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey because that's just insane to even have that hypothetical. That doesn't exist because that's not what this roster is. So where we start this conversation is, is that 15 makes everybody that much better. And I've talked about this probably six times already tonight. If you remember in 2017, when Mahomes was a rookie, you saw how the team was elevated that much more. Since Patrick Mahomes has been the starter of this football team, they have been to four straight AFC championship games. He's won an MVP. He's been to two Super Bowls. He's won a Super Bowl MVP. He's thrown for 5,000 yards one year. He's thrown for 50 touchdowns one year. He damn near threw for 4,700 yards last year. He's thrown for 40 touchdowns outside the 50 touchdown run. And the thing about this team is that they will be just fine. They don't need a 1,400-yard receiver on this team this year because they're going to have four guys that could potentially have 800 yards receiving. Kelsey's going to get 800. MVS could get 800 because his role is not what it was in Green Bay. He's not behind Devontae Adams anymore. He doesn't have an Aaron Jones on his team who's going to get the ball 27 times a game. He doesn't have that anymore. He's got a quarterback that now in this system is the Patrick Mahomes system. Binkley, I told you on the on the show on Saturday, this is the prove it year. Last year was the revenge tour. The year before that was the run it back tour. And the year before that was the are we the real deal tour. This is the prove it year. This will be Mahomes' what? Fifth year in the league as a starter. He's got four years under his belt, and all four of those years, he's gone to the AFC Championship game. So I'm sorry, but if he doesn't make the AFC Championship game, it's a disappointment. That's where the that's where the the plateau is right now, right? When in reality, a lot of people would say with Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and that core, Super Bowl or bust was the way it was every year. You don't need to be worried about Patrick Mahomes in year five. Patrick Mahomes, at the age of 27, as sad and sick as it sounds, is a seasoned quarterback veteran in this league. That's just the way it is. He's seen it all. He's won games with 13 seconds left on the clock. He's won games with an 11-point deficit with seven minutes left on the clock in the biggest game in the entire league. He's done all these things. He's lost. He's blown games. He blew the AFC Championship game last year. There's no doubt about it. Go look at his QBR in the second half as compared to the first half. It is what it is. 
but this is year five. He's got a lot of options, and now it's like no one's probably seen this type of offense. The Chiefs are riding it cool. They're staying out of the limelight. Yes, I'm with you. They don't have the big splash Devontae Adams. They don't have the big splash and a Tyreek Hill deal, but what they have now is they got six dudes that can go out there and get it. There's tall There's tall guys. There's guys that run good 40s. There's guys that are route runners like Juju Smith-Schuster that kind of get it, who's also a veteran. This team's going to be just fine. This league is going to be tough. Let's have a conversation in December like we always do and not freak out when the team's 3-4, and and then all of a sudden the team is 12-4, and and they're winning the AFC West again. Look at some of these quarterbacks like Terry Bradshaw, Lynn Swan, John Stallworth, Joe Montana, John Taylor, Jerry Rice. Peyton Manning had a lot of talent. Marvin Harrison's in the Hall of Fame. Like that was a receiver for Peyton Manning. Reggie Wayne was on the other side, who went like six Pro Bowls. Dallas Clark was an all-pro and a Pro Bowler. His running backs, Edron James and Joseph Adai. It wasn't just Peyton Manning. And then he forgot about Dallas Clark. Yeah, he, I mean, yeah. He How made, do you forget about D. Clark? He made Jacob Tammy good. He made Brandon Stokely good because you have Reggie Wayne and Marvin Anthony Harrison. Anthony Gonzalez at Ohio State, too. That's supposed to be the next Brandon Stokely. Made him good for a couple Dan of years. Dan Marino had Duper and Clayton. I mean, you're talking quarterbacks with receivers. I mean, they had talent, so don't give me Peyton Manning. Just Because Peyton Manning had talent all around him. The thing I can't. I and can't, especially when he went to Denver, there was talent. I didn't think this would happen where people would start to doubt if Patrick Mahomes needs all this talent and all these players. Like, did 13 seconds not solidify that for people last year? Did did the Pittsburgh game where they put up, you know, 28 in a matter of 10 minutes and 37 seconds not solidify it for people last year? Like, let's let's see what he does with with a gigantic arsenal instead of guys that the same guy that we just had call in say, well, he's got Hill and Kelsey, and if he doesn't have them, he's screwed. Well, okay, he's got two Hall of Fame receivers. Why else would he need anybody else? And he's done 4,700 yards and 30 touchdowns three times right. in his young career. Yeah, Manning, Breeze, Brady did it four times. Yeah, we're so gonna be there. We're gonna be okay at the quarterback position. Yeah, I think we're right. I didn't get to what the coaches are saying about some of these players. We'll do that next. You're listening to Bink's NFL Draft Special on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Window World, the official window of the Kansas City Chiefs. Welcome back to our Chiefs Draft Special. Dusty's like this. You take any quarterback away from any team, you, you know as well as I do, the backup quarterback situation's garbage. And don't give me Mitch Trubisky behind Josh Allen last year, but typically <laughs> you take away quarterbacks and it's not going to be the same. Justin Herbert, okay, you take him away. Chase Daniels, the quarterback, okay. They could maybe be okay, but they're not going to be a great team. You mean to tell me that Matt Castle in place of Tom Brady is not a good idea? Oh, wait. Yeah. You take didn't they, didn't they miss the playoffs that year yeah. and won 11 games? Now, you saw how good the Packers were when Aaron Rodgers didn't play, didn't you? Yeah, they lost. <laughs> you saw how good. Well, everyone saw except for Jordan Love's mom. Yeah, well, yeah, because she was way up there. That's right. But, uh, but uh, yeah, take away great, great, great talent see what happens. Uh, yesterday or uh, Saturday on our draft special, I had uh, Sky Moore's head coach Tim Lester at Western Michigan University. He talked about what makes Sky Moore so special. I think the fact that he was a quarterback. You know, we've yeah. had you know Edel, Edelman came out of our league, and he just he thinks like a quarterback, so he knows all, every position on the field. He's obviously got all the athletic tools. He's got enormous mitts. And, and he can get open. He's great after the catch. But, but his brain, I think, is what makes him ready. I mean, they can put him. They can run any route. You can line him up anywhere. He'll know every position. And that, that's really unique uh, when you get a guy that, that can think at the level that these NFL offenses roll. He had, of course, Dwayne Eskridge last year that was taken by the Seahawks. So he's put wide receivers in the National Football League. 
And I was talking to Coach Lester, and I said, hey, he's a former quarterback. He put up a ton of yards when he was a quarterback himself at Western Michigan. But what about being in Andy Reid's offense? Having Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, what does he think about Sky Moore? And when he talks about him having a good arm, yeah, he used to be a high school quarterback and throw the football. So that could be a trick play. He says he regrets not having him do that at Western Michigan. But here's his uh, take on Sky Moore being put in the Chiefs offense. No, because I think he's just such a he's such a sponge. I mean, he's going to learn from these guys, and he's just going to work. You know, and that's who he is. He's been like that uh, since since I've known him. So he's going to show up and learn from everybody. And the more complex and cool stuff that Andy Reid comes up with, which I know he will, he'll he'll learn it and be ready for it the first time it's called. And uh, so that's that's the thing that I'm most excited about. I sent him a text. We've been talking about this for a while, but I sent him a text this morning, a picture of of Mahomes, and I you know I said, hey. <laughs> And you need to get open for this guy, but but here's a side note. He may or may not be looking at you when he throws you the ball. So be ready for the ball. <laughs> he gave me the emojis back. It was funny. So he may throw you the football, but he's not going to be looking at you when he did it. That's Tim Lester, the head coach of Western Michigan, on Sky Moore. I was able to ask Jeff Brom, who is the head coach of Purdue University, about uh, George Karloftis. And I said, the name that comes to my mind is Max Crosby. With his motor, the way that he plays, you knock him down, he's coming right back at you. The guy is relentless in everything he does. And uh, so I asked him directly, does he remind you of Max Crosby? And, and you're exactly right. And I think, uh, you know, we actually played against Max in college here, and he was at a smaller school. And actually, you know, he did a great job when we played against him. Uh, he definitely, you could tell he was the best player on their defense. Uh, and I think, you know, George going against the competition we had each and every week, uh, which was a very tough schedule was our best player. So he just got a lot of attention. He still was effective. Um, you know, uh, the interesting thing, I mean, we he had one year, second year, where he had a high ankle sprain, which is you, uh, you guys who cover football, sometimes yeah. that takes three, four, or five weeks. And he came back the next week, and while he shouldn't have played, he taped it up, he went out there, he wasn't near as effective, but he didn't care. That's just kind of how he is. And I know of Coach Reed or uh, Coach Bag or even Coach Cullen say, I need you to do this. You need to suck it up and do this. You're, you're not going to find anyone that's going to blink uh, uh, easier than, than he than he won't, and he'll go out there and, and figure out a way to help, hopefully get it done. Yeah, that's good news on George Karloftis because it does remind you of Max Crosby, this mid-round pick out of Eastern Michigan. Here's uh, Jeff Brom on just George Karloftis as a whole. Well, without question, I think he's going to fit in perfect uh, with your ball club. Obviously, you have a championship-level team, and uh, – George is uh, really a relentless player, uh, gives unbelievable effort, uh, works at it, probably the hardest work I've ever coached, wants to be great, wants to do special things, is a great teammate, uh, just never gives up on any play. So I just think, uh, you know, he's uh, been a great player for us since uh, day one uh, as a three-year starter. Uh, he plays injured, he plays nicked up, uh, and he's going to work extremely hard. He's got that type of personality as well that if you just tell him, hey, George, this isn't good enough. You can do way better. He's going to figure out a way to, to get way better and, and, and put in the effort and time to do it. So I just think he's uh, excited to be there, excited to be a part of it, and he's very thankful for this opportunity. It's all good news. Good news to hear. 54 uh, pressures last season, 117 in his career at Purdue. Didn't start playing high school football or football at all until he was in high school. He uh, grew up in Greece, 41 sacks in high school so he's the guy with a relentless motor and uh, you know Max Crosby's a fourth round pick he was obviously first round pick much different but just that relentless type of motor if he could be that that'd be perfect for the Kansas City Chiefs if he could be Max Crosby coming up next 
I'll talk to Vinny Iyer from Sporting News who graded who had the best draft and who didn't next. You're listening to Bink's NFL Draft Special on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Window World, the official window of the Kansas City Chiefs. Hey, welcome back to the Chiefs Draft Special. Draft 2022 is in the books. It's in Kansas City next year in 2023. Joining us now from the Sporting News, I really enjoy his work there. Vinny Iyer, give him a follow on Twitter as well. That's at Vinny Iyer. It's E-I-E-I-Y-E-R. Vinny, good evening. Good evening. Uh, Thanks for having me. Hey, I really enjoyed your your breakdowns that you have and the grades because you know how tough it is to grade these teams. And there was a lot of draft classes to really like. I know that you had the Baltimore Ravens as an A+. It's hard to argue with with, with that draft class. It had Kyle Hamilton, Tyler Linderbaum, David Ojabo. And you had the Jets an A+. Hard to argue with that one as well. But then you gave the Chiefs a grade of an A. So it was your fourth-rated team as far as uh, draft grades uh, went out. How do you view the Kansas City Chiefs draft? Do you look at it as top-heavy or just great from top to bottom? Well, I think it's uh, very methodical, and that's what you get usually from Brad Beach and Andy Reid, and they knew exactly what they were going to go after. You lose Chivarius Ward. He was Tyron Matthew. They kind of recovered from one of those with Justin Reed, but he had to go get that corner that is going to remind you of Ward, and I think Trent McDuffie was that immediately. And then the biggest thing was how are you going to replace Tyree Kill, get that big play element, someone who can work the slot, or catch those uh, long balls from Patrick Mahomes, and get Sky Moore. I thought that was a perfect fit all along for what they were looking for. And that's what these te- good teams are, that they are confident that they're going to lose guys if they can't pay them. They're going to find the next guys up and someone special. And you look at the George Karloftis is there as well. So, I mean, you've got to love what the Chiefs did there to start defensively, get that pass defense, continue to work on it because you know you're facing the Bills and Bengals and now the Browns with Deshaun Watson. The Steelers are going to be better. So you got to get that pass defense shored up as much as possible, complement your passing offense. And that's what you saw from their draft. And I think it was very – very Chiefs-like uh, with this leadership that they've had for many years. Talking to Vinny Iyer from Sporting News. He's an NFL and a fantasy football writer for the Sporting News. Also a host at Locked On Network. That's uh, that's what we are, or Locked On Network here at Odyssey. Who's your favorite pick out of who the Chiefs have? Because I've been asked this question. I just can't answer it. I mean, I, I like Karloftis a lot. I like Sky Moore a ton. I like Trey McDuffie a ton. I mean, I don't know who I like best. Is there someone that stands out to you from a neutral observer? I think it's just Sky Moore, just because I want to see how he fits in with his offense, because we know it's completely different in the receiving core. You have Juju Smith-Schuster, Marcus Valdez-Scanling, you got rid of these other guys that have been there for a while, DeMarcus Robinson and Byron Pringle. So new look to this passing game. And I'm interested to see how they use him exactly because I think uh, Miko Hartman, you can see him on social media a little bit disrespected, maybe yeah, as a weapon here. But I felt like he's had that opportunity to take the next step for different reasons in the offense, and it hasn't quite come to fruition there. So 
I think they just said, we got to get another guy in here. We've got to take care of our quarterback. We're not going to be able to be long-term at the wide receiver here. I mean, it's very short-term deals for Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Gambling. So let's uh, get a guy that can be here for a while for that the next window with Patrick Mahomes. And that's what the Patriots did. If you look at their teams, Tom Brady had one wave of weapons, then they didn't pay a lot for those guys and continued to build different types of weapons for him. And that's what you have to do. You have to realize – Patrick Mahomes, not only do you have a high floor for success every season, but you also have a high ceiling. You can win the Super Bowl any season. Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback. So take advantage of that. Don't uh, overspend to keep other guys and uh, get the youth in there and keep moving. Vinny, you do fantasy football as well over at the Sporting News. How do you view this team? With with Tyree Kill, you know, when you had Demarcus Robinson, Byron Pringle, and McCole Hardman, now you look at Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, you look at Sky Moore. Are they better off now than what they were? I think they're a little bit more diverse, and I think you have Juju, who can be a big slot at times, which is an interesting way to use him for sure, and uh, playing off uh, Travis Kelsey a little bit. Uh, Valdez-Scantling has his own version of speed here, so you've got speed on the outside, speed on the inside. I think they upgraded there. I mean, Robinson Pringle and uh, before then Sammy Watkins were okay, but they didn't have that special element. Well, all these guys have specialty things they do well, so you bring them together, so maybe they complement each other a little bit better. It gives you also some scheme versatility. You can put in different looks there, whether it's 12 personnel, 11 personnel, or go uh, four wide receivers and show look that way. So that's what the Chiefs have, and I think you also can't forget with uh, losing Darrell Williams there in the passing game, I think you'll finally see Clyde Edwards-Alaire kind of being used in that uh, mode that we expected when he came out of LSU. You gave the Jets an A-plus. You have them ranked second as far as the best draft classes, and it's hard to argue that, getting Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, and uh, Brees Hall. You can make an argument they're the best players at those positions. But then there's Jermaine Johnson. Are you surprised by his slide? Because I honestly, when the Chiefs were going Trent McDuffie, I thought they could be going out and getting Jermaine Johnson. Do you know, why did he slide? Was it just the one year of solid work at Florida State with two pedestrian years at Georgia? What was the main reason, do you think, of his slide? I think that may have uh, scared some teams. Maybe just putting it all together and being consistent. Also, you look at the other edge rushers, I think they're a little bit safer in terms of what you felt. And, you know, George Karlofka stands out on film with his freakishness. Uh, Boy Mafe was in that same class. You had Arlo Ibequite, who went later to the Falcons at edge. There was quite a bit of depth at that position, so maybe teams are looking at different positions early and said, okay, we can find something else late. I think pretty comparable when you look at those early edge rushers in the first round. It just which freakish type talent you prefer as an individual team. And that's kind of what happened. But, I mean, the Jets have to be ecstatic here. I mean, really, it just comes down to what do they get from Zach Wilson in year two? Because everything else is starting to line up, offensive line, the skill positions are loaded. They're getting defense on the front end and back end. Middle is also pretty sound now. So the Jets are going to turn the corner, just kind of like the Dolphins there with Tua Tagovailoa. It's going to be all about those quarterbacks and how close they can get to Josh Allen and the Bills. The one thing I didn't expect was a run on punters. Like we had uh, in the more punters were as many punters were taken as ever in a draft. Four punters taken, but people didn't like the quarterback. Quarterback class a lot different next year. People are already picking six and seven quarterbacks in the first round. Did Kenny Pickett get taken just because he went to Pittsburgh by the Pittsburgh Steelers? Or was there no first-round quarterbacks in this draft class? 
I think the Steelers just felt comfortable with Kenny Pickett that he could play now. I think that was basically the difference. Malik Willis has a high ceiling, but where are the Steelers? They're a playoff team from last year. They've got a lot of veterans. They've got a top-notch defense. They've got every other skill position loaded here. So they had to go with the quarterback that can play now and compete and uh, beat out Mitchell Trubisky and Mason Rudolph. I don't think Rudolph's really in the competition, but they needed some guy that could do that. I think – but what happened in the end is Desmond Ritter and Malik Willis were seen as guys that can start in year two. And that's where they went. Where I think the Falcons like Marcus Mariota, but it's a good situation to bridge it and groom your quarterback. You're not going to win a lot with that Falcons talent this year. The Titans, a different perspective, but I feel like they did well as well because Ryan Tannehill's got to prove it this year. He's got an out in the contract there for the Titans. I think he's on notice right now with the Malik Willis pick. So, it's always ending up in a good situation. I think Kenny Pickett was ready to play now. He needed to be on a team that was going to let him to do that, and he did get on that team. Vinny, have we all gone mock draft crazy? I know I like to do mock drafts, but I don't think I've ever seen as many as this year. I mean, they were just popping out from all sorts of directions. I know a lot of the listeners did a ton of mock drafts as well, but uh, just how big is this becoming now? Well, I think the biggest thing with mock drafts and people are like, why do people do it? They're not accurate or whatever. It's just to kind of get into the minds of these teams. It's fun to do that, to yes. kind of think about what kind of players would they want on their team. And you make connections with college coaching staffs and NFL scouting staffs that have good insight on each other's programs and organizations. And then you figure that out. And then what style of player are they looking for? This type of pass rusher, are they looking for a zone runner there to fit a scheme? So that's kind of fun. You try to match up the prospects, and sometimes they work out. I think I got several of random picks there on date two and day three based on just, okay, this player fits with this team. I think uh, the funny one, I think, was Cole Strange right away to the Patriots. I think I had him going there in the hundreds, and and they took him in the first round. So he ended up on the right team, just in a different spot. So I I like to consider that a win. And the Patriots are last in your rankings as far as it's concerned, speaking of Cole Strange. But uh, Vegas had the draft this year. It looked like it was a huge success. The draft is in Kansas City next year, Vinny. And I know that uh, I know this town is ready for because it seems like the draft itself becomes a bigger production every year. Yeah, I mean, let's hope they roll out the barbecue and <laughs> showcase it because they did all the Vegas things. They really put Vegas in everyone's face. So let's uh, hope they do what that Kansas City does well, uh, Hallmark, the fountains, um, some barbecue. Um, just really sell Kansas City well. They deserve to do that. I mean, the, the Super Bowl champs, you got the home of Patrick Mahomes. you got to answer the Raiders, by the way. If they put on a good party, <laughs> you got to come bring it if you're the Chiefs. And they, and they and will. Really answer it, so. And one last question for you, Vinny. It, uh, a lot of fans like Justin Ross. You know, they wanted the Chiefs draft Justin Ross early on. Uh, we know the injury history with Justin Ross. They signed him today as an undrafted free agent. Probably a guy that could have been a fringe first or second rounder if it wasn't for some of the medical problems. But what do you what you think of Justin Ross? Did you have him mocked anywhere? Are you surprised that he went as an undrafted free agent to the Chiefs? I, I think it was surprising that no one took a chance on him. I mean, when you look at uh, what he did early in his career at Clemson, Trevor Lawrence, he said, this is a special receiver. Unfortunately, the condition maybe scared some teams away if he's ever going to recover, but... As an undrafted free agent, this is the type of player you want to take a chance on, see what they can do there, see if uh, they can get to the help they need to compete for a roster spot. Might, might as well. I mean, if he's going to fit your type of offense again, 
go after the player. You may be surprised. And this is why undrafted guys make teams all the time and have a big impact. And usually it's better organizations that uh, do their due diligence and uh, give everyone a shot. Talking to Vinny Iyer, at Vinny Iyer, E-I-Y-E-R is the last name, at Sporting News, does uh, fantasy football in NFL. You also say in your bio, Vinny, you were a Jeopardy winner and loser. Did you actually win on Jeopardy? Yeah, it's been a while, but yeah, I hate to say it. I think it's been uh, close to uh, 30 years now. It's it's getting up there. but yeah, Who cares? Uh, you won on Jeopardy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was before they doubled the money, so that was the only unfortunate part. So that tells you how old I am a little bit, and that they actually had dollar values that were less. But yeah, it was still a very good experience and winning. And I was also fortunate to be on when Alex Trebek was in his prime and yeah. around. So that was also a special experience to get to meet him and do that. So just as important, I thought that was great to have him kind of inspire me when I was younger to do the things I've gone on to do. So I think that was just as important as being on the show and winning a little bit of money over three days. So I can claim to be a three-day champion at that time. You were a three-day champion? we were capped at five. Yeah, we were capped at five. That was also that? people remember that you could only do five shows at the time. So, um, you, yeah, so that's kind of dating things a little bit. But, yeah, it's, uh, the game has gotten a little tougher in some ways and harder in other ways. And uh, it's good to see a lot of the young people doing well in the show as well. Well, I'm a huge Jeopardy fan and uh, three-time winner. You're probably the smartest guy I've ever brought on this show, Vinny. So I greatly appreciate your time and input. Well, I, I hope so. <laughs> I provided some of the smarts and insight here on the Chiefs. But, yeah, cool. um, yeah, yes. we'll, we'll, we'll see. I'm also happy about the – Sorry, the result, the one nothing result earlier today. I'm a Cardinals fan, so that's probably not. Uh, oh. That's probably a smarter thing up today. So. Uh, Vinny, you, <laughs> you take it easy, my friend. I enjoyed your work on the draft. Thank you. All right, thank you. Thank you. There you go, Dustman. Three-time Jeopardy winner. It's back when they capped it at five. It's probably the smartest guy I've ever brought on the show. You know how tough it is to win that uh, show. Because you're going against some serious brains. And if they were at sports categories, he would destroy it because usually they, they lose that on that, some of the contestants. Yeah, I mean, Jeopardy's not really – I'm good at it on certain days. Yeah, me too. It's, it's got to be the right category, you know, like history, geography, that kind of thing. Sports, sports history, sports and, uh, like, entertainment. I yeah. can I can normally lock down. But when they get into the – because the thing is, is they give you the clues within the question. So you, you should be able to, like – kind of piece out what they're doing because the category and then the way they read the question or the words that are in the question normally give you like an indication of where they're going. And once you kind of get the, the rhythm of the, of the, of the, of the topic or of that, of that category, you can kind of, kind of see what's, what's going on But my shows, man, big wheel of fortune guy. You, you know, well, that's, that's a good one too, but uh, yeah, Jeopardy's tough, man, but especially when they go novels. Oh yeah. <laughs> when, they, when they go novels, I just go silent. I don't know. Have you ever watched that game show that comes on every night with uh, Jay Leno Mm-mm. and Kevin Eubanks? No, I used to you watch Weakest Link. You used to watch it? I, I Every once in a while I will because it's on Sundays at like 9.30 or 9 o'clock or something like that. So I'll watch that before the evening news uh, to see what the what the weather is going to be like for the next week. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, your life is uh, pretty simple. I think you'd... Uh, dominate that i dominate that that game because it's not very difficult so it's i do like trivia night at bars yeah i do too where you go out like on a random wednesday with a group of five to six people and i like trivia and and they do trivia and you can win like money or you can win bar tabs that that to me is fun so if anybody out there in downtown lee summit needs a trivia partner 
I'm sure there's a place down there that does trivia night. Let me know. Hit me up, and I'll I'll come be your uh, your team member for a night. Let's just see how I do. There was two things that I helped out. I was like doing some uh, auctions, and I came up with trivia questions for him. I had so much fun doing that. It's one of the things that uh, I really enjoyed doing. But the Chiefs draft special rolls on. Coming up, some draft grades before we get into Dusty Likens' interviews with all the draft prospects. You're listening to Bink's NFL Draft Special on 610 Sports Radio. Brought to you by Window World, the official window of the Kansas City Chiefs. Welcome back to our Chiefs Draft Special. Jay Binkley, Dusty Likens, putting a bow on this. We've had fun the last couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, how fast do these two hours go so far? They've gone really fast. This whole deal's Shoot. gone fast. A couple weeks ago, we started this. It was live draft coverage Thursday, Saturday. I talked all draft on Sunday, except I did break away and talk baseball for a minute because I wanted Vern to fill me in what had been going on. I'll tell you what's been going on. A lot of losing. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> yeah, I, a lot of a lot of pitching and not enough hitting. Yeah, I was kind of aware of that, but uh, I've been so uh, deep into this NFL draft process it's a lot of fun man it becomes i asked Vinny too that drafting has become a different animal all of its own just like the schedule release dusty i was kind of joking about it the other night on the show mm-hmm. i remember about five years ago how six many days years we ago, got till that by the way it's may 12th okay so we got 10, 10 days. days holy cow but we get two days till they announce the international games oh man you know the chiefs are going to germany so we've already got two chiefs games already taken off the books and they've already done one game because they announced the chiefs and chargers obviously in week two that that's you're what talking i'm saying about yeah. amazon prime yeah that game's that game's already locked in and you know the chiefs are going somewhere overseas and someone was asking me too can they still watch it if they don't have amazon prime and the answer is yes and no yes You'll be able to watch the Chiefs game because if the Chiefs are in it, one of the networks picks up. I think it's NBC. I think it's yeah, if K- the Chiefs yeah. are in it. If the Chiefs are not in it, you can't watch it. Right. You got to if you're going to watch Thursday Night Football, you need Amazon Prime. Do you have it, Dustin? I do. Okay. Yeah, I've got it too. So you and I will be now. Fine. I have no choice because I have to have football on Thursday nights. So yeah, like, you have to because there's always a game and it's not going to be the Chiefs. And if I don't have Amazon Prime, I ain't going to be able to watch anybody on Thursday Night Football. But I will not get Apple TV to watch baseball. Like that is not going to happen. No, no, absolutely not. But I did. I did get an email. I don't know if it's fraud. Maybe the text line can help me out. Nine one three five seven six seven six ten. I got an email. Uh, I use. I used to use Sprint. Now obviously it's T Mobile, and they said I got an offer for Apple TV free for a year. Yeah. I don't know if that's fake news. I don't know because I'm afraid I'm going to sign up, and after a month they're going to be like, "Oh, it's four ninety nine. Well, just don't do it. How was that? You're not missing anything. I'm yeah. missing Ted Lasso. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's a big And I'm missing, I'm missing Aaron Judge hit it 455 feet off the middle field crank and, and you against admit, yeah. the Chiefs, or against the Royals. Yeah, if you did it against the Chiefs, that'd be insane. You know the best news I found today was? What's that? They asked Greg Norman if that picture on the beach was Photoshopped. He just said no. Next question. <laughs> That's something else right there, Binkley. Oh, yeah, I know, but uh, yes. And if you don't know what I mean by the Greg Norman picture on the beach, just go Google search it. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But the thing is, Dusty, you remember I did a schedule release show, and mm-hmm. people kind of mocked me and laughed at it. Yeah, but, but they were listening, weren't they? Well, it's become a huge animal now. Like, oh, yeah. Like every day, every, whenever the schedule's released, people are refreshing all day or looking at overhead pride, seeing, trying to piece together like a jigsaw puzzle who your team's going to play. Well, I felt this way about the draft. I mean, I've done these mock drafts for years. They're fun. I just enjoy doing it. Do they mean anything? No, they don't mean anything at all. But like Vinny said, you know, you do them because you just enjoy it. It's like power rankings before the season. 
that don't matter either, but we look at them. Or when the uh, AP poll c- comes out for college football, you look at them and see where your team is ranked. Or do they real? No, they need to play games, and that's what makes teams good or bad. And a lot of times that's gone by whose quarterback's coming back, running back, et cetera. But the mock draft to me, Dusty, is becoming a different animal all in itself. I use Lance, the listener, for example. He does mock drafts like every day and has been doing it since February. And that's because he enjoys it. He's already doing 2023 mocks. But I saw so many mocks. How from can people. you do that? How can you do I a mock that doesn't even exist? Well, exactly. You I mean, don't even know who's picking. You don't even know the players. I, I, you've seen some college <laughs> players play football. But the bottom line is, mocks have been a different animal as of late. In my opinion, I've never seen the interest in mocks. And here's the deal. If you do like 50 of them, don't take credit for getting a player right because you did 50 of them. Thank you. You can't take credit for getting 50 of them. You can't do it. It's like betting on a team to win and then turning around and betting on the team to lose. You know what? You're going to be right, but you're also going to be wrong. Yeah. That's and, what I just, I can't, I can't get into that. Like I can't get people doing 60, 70 mock drafts. Do like five, six. I give you eight. If you want to do two months leading up to the draft, because what between one and three, there's not going to be a lot of change, but then you might get one where you're like, yeah, this could happen. And I feel bad, too, because I kept a lot of the same guys like I did. I kept the seventh rounders the whole time. Well, I was, you stick to your guns. I would switch some of the first rounders again, like when I get to the end, because I had and or Christian Watson or Sky Moore, and then yeah. I just went only Sky Moore on my last one. Because it's not as fun if you get a pick right to go back and say, well, I got that right. Well, I also did 50 mocks. <laughs> so the chances are you're wrong 49 times. You're right one time. So don't give me that was right in my mock if you've turned down like 50 of them. Come on now. We know better than that. So just don't do it. I mentioned Chiefs grades. Here was Bucky Brooks, NFL.com, giving out his assessment of the Chiefs draft. I think a lot of people expected the Chiefs to panic based on losing Tyreek Hill, but I've always contended that Andy Reid and the guys, they were going to stick to the board. They were going to make sure that they build up this team. Remember, They've owned the division, and so when they think about building their team, they're really building it to win in the championship game in the Super Bowl. So they go and get George Karloftis, the Greek freak coming off the edge, power player. And when you think about this team up front, Chris Jones, Frank Clark. Last year, they needed Melvin Ingram to help those guys out. Well, this is a power player in that vein, someone that can play physicality, heavy hands, does a great job with the nonstop motor. On the outside, Trent McDuffie, another solid player who I believe can do a few different things on the edges. Playing outside, I believe he has the skill set to be able to play in the slot. I love it, but then... Scott Moore, being able to get Scott Moore in the second round, being able to bring him in. I know he's not Tyreek Hill, but he's Tyreek Hill like. So that's Bucky Brooks from NFL.com. Here was the uh, report from CBS uh, Sports as far as their take on the Chiefs draft. Football player after football player, if you go down their list and you got McDuffie, you've got Karlofkas, you got Sky Moore, you got Brian Cook, you got uh, Leo Chanel. All these guys are very good football players, and I thought Brian Leach did a great job through this draft, adding pieces to this uh, already talented Kansas City uh, roster. A plus. Uh, I, a I mean, plus. And you talk about being a tough grader. They just check after check after check. Bills needs with not only players, not only warm bodies, with guys that can contribute. Uh, Joshua Williams is a high upside kid out of Division Two, Fayetteville State. Showed it, uh, held his own at the combine, but he is long. He can play corner, uh, and that's a trace guy that you draft on day three. Darian Kennard, 
tackle, right tackle at Kentucky. He's going to kick inside to the next level. Uh, had a great season against a ton of SEC competition. I thought he might go higher. He ended up going here, a guy that can help you in terms of depth. And then Carlos and Sky Moore, all the guys that you need to fill the void. Um, you're not going to fill the void by yourself in terms of Tyreek Hill, but players can come and contribute and make that team better on, on both sides of the ball. I, I love what they've done. So a CBS roundtable talking about the Kansas City Chiefs, Jeff. No matter where you look, people are excited about it. I'll tell you what Pete Prisco said and what Mel Kuyper said about the, uh, the Chiefs draft a little bit later. But coming up next, Dusty had a chance to talk to all the uh, Chiefs draft picks, except for the seventh rounders, but he got that done on Saturday. We'll bring you that next. You're listening to Bink's NFL Draft Special on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Window World, the official window of the Kansas City Chiefs. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.